What happened last night? You played a show, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah preserving. Yeah. Oh, nice. How'd that go? Oh, it was great. It's freaking packed. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Because we were played. you. Uh, was it the downstairs stage? Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. 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 They yeah, said there. They said there were almost 200 people there. I don't know. Hell if yeah. I didn't get the confirmation if it was a sellout. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot. It was, it was just close. many people. We started a mosh pit. It was great. Great. You personally started no, a mosh pit? I No. But Collectively. One was Collectively started. started okay. A mosh pit was started. One was started during your set. Correct. Nice. That's always a good feeling. It mm -hmm. may have been the end, but it was still during. Correct. <laughs> yes. Correct. I learned my lesson years ago. The last... Fun fact, the last mosh pit I was in was a Greywalker mosh pit. Oh, wow. It was at Millville Music Festival, and I'm pretty sure that I broke a rib, <laughs> and it never healed right. And I'm to so this day you, Brian. that that's why I'm still having issues with my right side. Oh, my gosh. It's a theory anyway. But yeah, it was, I mean, <laughs> I had a blast, so... Thank, oh. thank you, and also, where should I send the bill? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, you could just slide it under the just door slide, okay. anytime. Fair. All right. Well, hey, uh, glad that you're here in good spirits, yeah. smiling. That's nice to, <laughs> yeah. to see you smile. And I'm, I'm wondering if maybe this is kind of like, uh, has anybody ever heard of a horror movie, the, the, the genre, you know, horror films? You know how like sometimes in a horror film, there's like a curse that gets passed on? Oh. I wonder if perhaps someone like, broke a rib during your set yes. last night and now your pain will go away and it'll be passed on to it's, them. It's like an it follows situation. Yes. Oh. So like pit follows. So yeah, pit follows. Yes. And now I have to pass it to somebody else. Yes. So perfect. I need one more mosh pit in my lifetime. Okay. So whose ribs are we breaking? No. That's the question. I haven't no, selected no, my gross. victim yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> Does anybody else have any mosh pit injuries or stories? That they could share. This is a great way to start think, this conversation. I think I, I, think I told you all of mine when you had me on the podcast before, but um, I went to a show in Indianapolis and the the stage setup was very odd. It was like this scaffolding thing. It was like the stage was... I'm 5'9", and it was easily a foot above me. So it was like up here. And there was like a curtain hanging from it. But when the lights are down, you really can't tell that there's... It's a it's a curtain. It just looks like a wall. Oh, mm. Some dude... Not that, but we're bumping around. It was at a contortionist show, so it was getting crazy. Someone rushes me. I rush him back. He rushes me harder, and he pushes me into it, and I'm thinking I'm going to hit a wall. I went through the curtain, and I landed on a row of, of like, folding chairs that were oh. laying so I felt like I was on WrestleMania. Oh, my god! And I just, like, <laughs> hit chair. them, and I, like, I remember, I'm like, oh. What the fuck? I just like stood up and just kind of staggered back into the crowd. Like it was, it was like a, uh, it was like in in Harry Potter when they go through the wall <laughs> to get to the train. It was not on my bingo card of things that I was gonna expect yeah, to do that yeah. evening. So yeah. yeah. So Hogwarts was not on the other no. side. Mm -mm. No. Okay. There were probably nine and nine and three quarters <laughs> chairs behind there. There, there were there were like thirty. It was like they, maybe they like use it for a banquet hall or something when there's not a show, and it was just like a row of chairs. Like when you put the shopping carts into the shopping cart thing, it was just like tons of chairs. And this is the rib thing. Yeah, I landed right on my side. So she like, cursed you. Oh, maybe that's where it came yeah, from. Oh know. my god, son of a bitch. <laughs> oh my Possibly. god. We're learning so much today. Yeah, <laughs> my history revealed. <laughs> <laughs> so you too any stories mosh pits no like significant injuries but this is gonna sound so dumb oh my gosh um when i saw wage war for the first time um i think that was 2018 or 2019 i can't remember and i i moshed during their set i lost all of my fingernails now not my <laughs> no 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 not, okay so I know, yeah, I, not I, my uh, actual nails yes but like i had like acrylics on i huh. lost and they all snapped off every like, woman every watching this is like them. <laughs> it, that, that's the extent of my like moshing injuries but it was worth it was worth it so hell yeah you got anything no i'm the baby of the group i'm sorry <laughs> all right there. No, no, no significant moshing in my. I got, All right, I got so. my nose broken at a code orange show, but that was my own dumb fault. That's it. That's all I'll say. The middle scene was not very big where I'm from, so it's well, unfortunate. Good segue. Way to call yourself out. Man. Where are you from? I'm from a small town outside of Charleston, South Carolina. Very so, cool. Yeah, my wife's from here. That's why we're up in. 
Pennsylvania. Oh. Good old Pittsburgh, PA. Well, welcome to Pittsburgh. We're all in Pittsburgh. And today we are sitting here talking with the one and only for those in question. <laughs> A rock group, I would imagine. What subgenre would you like to call yourselves? Do you subscribe to this meticulous subgenre stuff? You want to go rock slash metal? Should we pull give me up, give me some love, gosh. Jason? Should what do you we, think? Should we pull out the wheel of genres? Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're having an identity crisis right now. Brian. Yeah, yeah. I, we're, we're like, I, 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 I think I think the best place for a band to be in, honestly, at least creatively, is an identity crisis. If you have yeah. it figured out, then that's boring. We, yeah, I, I think we thought we had it figured out at first, <laughs> and then like over the past couple years, it's the, the cyclical thing of the wheel of genres has hit us, and we we don't even know. Yeah, we don't even know. All right, so I mean, what the fuck are you doing? What do you think? What are you, where are we at now? We're making rad music. I, yeah, okay, I don't know. love it's, it. It's it was like an alternative metal, but it's like that's that feels too broad, but broad enough, and then it's I don't know. But yeah, I, I feel like we like recently kind of came to the realization that like we kind of want to go a little bit heavier. We're all kind of into that music, so I feel like it's kind of been like a realization here for all of us. Mm -hmm. Like, let's 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 crank it up a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. Like we all have fun at like metalcore shows and stuff like that, and like I feel like a lot of us listen to that kind of stuff in our in, in, you know in our earlier years and stuff so I, I i me personally like that's kind of why i joined this project was like i wanted to do something a little bit more on the metal side of things and like i think it gives us the create like the creative freedom to yeah. kind of make what we want so yeah the genesis yeah. the genesis of the project was back in 2021 it was pretty much hey do you like stuff you would have heard on octane radio in 2005 so we all started off like oh breaking benjamin chevelle alice in chains lincoln park all that kind of thing and then over time as we changed members we changed even just like getting new gear getting new influences it's just sort of ebbed and flowed into this okay let's get a little chunkier let's get a little if we want to go more prog we can if we go want to go more just we said last night, meathead. Like if we get thrown a meathead yeah, riff, make, it's oh totally. I want to make fun. riffs for the working man. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, uh -huh. like, I want to have that that energy and 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 fun. You know, yeah. I think that's what I think that's something that like I think we've all found in this group too is like it's we're just a, it's just fun to play together. It is fun, mm -hmm. you know. It is a lot like of fun. we're. <laughs> you know we're we're all goofballs and like practice is pretty much like it's the most fun i've ever had 50 percent music and 50 percent comedy hour yeah. and I, <laughs> I live for that like it's yep. it's so much fun so yeah i mean i i personally feel like it's like really hard to be creative um with in an environment that i'm that i don't enjoy being in or people that i don't enjoy being around like i wouldn't want to do it any other way i mean there's people that do manage to do it like uh i don't know oasis they didn't like each other right <laughs> or the beatles they didn't like each other they made some songs that people listen to <laughs> wasn't oasis weren't they brothers yeah yeah oh yeah that's brothers. tough yeah. <laughs> so we're doing metal we'll say sure just a metal band Yes, metal. With, with, uh, with, we're, a, we're, we're a metal, metal band. band. <laughs> with influences uh, ranging from... Uh, influences ranging from any lunch table that somebody might have sat at in high school. Yes. That's a great oh, way to put it. That's so accurate. We are not click specific. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. pretty fucking accurate. Like, I think, like, Kelly and I definitely bring, like, the prog nerd side of the <laughs> totally. table. Totally, yeah. And then, like, you know, we all kind of enjoy the metalcore stuff yeah. and, like, anything from that to, like, Like, it could go from Spirit Box to Earth, Wind & Fire to mm -hmm. The Weeknd to Katy Perry to, you know. Yeah, sure. It's, like, whatever. It's whatever you want to do. You know, it's, yeah. It's, it's anything's up for grabs. Yeah, totally. So now that you're finding yourselves in this position where, like, okay, we've been a band for a few years some people have come, some people have gone. We've played some shows, we've written some songs, we're doing these types of things. Mm -hmm. Is there like something that you haven't done yet that you're hoping to do as a band musically? Or do you think like like in the journey of figuring things out, like is there stuff that you haven't tried yet? 
like having like half of your band being synthesized backtracks or something like that. <laughs> you know, you know. We will never do that. That was a callback to before we started recording. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, I, I definitely don't think we want to go that route. We don't want a computer-based solo? <laughs> yeah. We'll leave the solos to actual humans. Um, but I do think that like, that kind of goes back to like what we were, we've been talking about, like with a new direction and kind of getting a little bit heavier. I think we want to like explore like different tunings and like kind of get some of the lower stuff, um, kind of get more of those like syncopated rhythms between the drums sure. and guitars and stuff mm -hmm. like that, you know, listening to bands like Mashoga and Fear Factory and stuff like that, that stuff resonates with me and and i'm sure probably you my feet me. crave polyrhythms yeah. <laughs> yeah like literally i was just like kind of writing one of those things the other day my soul and, like, yearns for odd time signatures mm, yeah so like that's that's definitely kind of some of the stuff that i want to <laughs> we have this tool flag in our band that zach just did yeah, just, the, yeah. the little guy from the cover of lateralis oh yeah yeah, yeah. is it the the guy on the cover of Mashuga's Obzen doing that too. Yeah, he yeah, is. but it's like totally. a, it's like it's some other it's except some other weird like, hand thing, yeah, right? Except he's yeah. got like fifteen he fingers. 15 fingers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, isn't he like covered in blood too? His not hands are black, yeah. like black stuff or something. No, I thought <laughs> it was a. They might be blood. I don't know, but yeah. Well, I thought that that album cover was uh, an indication of if you go to Seven Eleven and get a Slurpee, and then try to listen to Mashuga in your car while holding a Slurpee simultaneously. <laughs> that's what ends up I thought that's what, that's, that's, yeah. that's what happens, right? So it happens yeah. when you try to tap out the drum pattern on your steering wheel. That's, what, my that's what everybody does when they get an eight-string guitar. It's immediately learn bleed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what everybody thinks they're going to do when they get oh, an yeah. eight-string guitar. Sure, sure. I, I find myself... Um, I had a like a little bit of a drive today, a little like six six hour jaunt back home, oh, and <laughs> and I was you know listening to some trying to listen to some new music, and I'm finding myself like getting like really exhausted by like what is happening in a lot of like modern music. But well, for the sake of this conversation, we'll just keep it to metal, and it's just like everything sounds so creatively indistinguishable from each other. I feel like everybody is kind of trying to do a similar thing, which makes sense, but also everybody's using the same fucking plugin. So everybody's yeah. drum tones and guitar tones and everything sounds the same. Yes. yes. So my question for those in question mm -hmm. would be, what the fuck are you going to do to be a little more creatively distinguishable from your peers or have you not even thought about this yet? Not I'm use, grilling you. Not use drum samples. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Drum samples. <laughs> not me, baby. Drum samples. <laughs> oh shit. Oh. I can't I look, you, yeah. I have to be cards on the table. We're definitely using plugins. Yeah. And, I mean, stuff. there's For, that's the thing is I don't I don't want to like throw it out there like that. I think this stuff is bad. I think these are great tools and everything sounds yeah. cool. It's just interesting how everything sounds the same. Like sure. Like if I had guitar, I would probably play through the fucking neural Gojira plugin like yeah. anybody else would. Why not? The fucking thing sounds great. Mm -hmm. I'm using the Nolly <laughs> I'm, I'm using the Nolly Arch yeah, type. So yeah. <laughs> but like it all sounds the same. Yeah. So it's like, how do we find ways to get a get get outside of that? And I think it's really just like just focus on writing good songs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think too, like it's it's also like kind of back to what we were talking about before we started. Like it's kind of the production value, uh, like thing. Like, do we want to like go that like kind of digital route and like have like tons of samples and stuff like that? I think for us, like we enjoy the sound of like a live band. Like that's kind of mm -hmm. why we started doing this. We want to play our music. We don't want to play our music. You know <laughs> what I mean? Through a speaker, <laughs> like totally. Like so, I think that like for us, like kind of keeping things a little bit more raw and doing like live live recorded drums and like you know um experimenting with different guitar tones and stuff like that like i'm using when i write leads or something like that like i'm using a certain plugin but like zach's like experimenting with different i didn't do it <laughs> uh zach's experimenting with like different you know uh, like effects on the like a effects, board or amplifiers. Stuff like that. I've gone through what? Oh, yeah. you've had so much gear since you joined Six this band. Different, different amplifier combinations since joining the Need band. Need to revoke Zach's reverb yeah, account. Yeah, He's on there like every 35 <laughs> seconds. Like at practice, like, oh, this guy just made me an offer on. No, I'm just teasing you. Does it sound good? It sounds amazing. All right. That's why. <laughs> I, I think too, like, 
what we're trying to do is kind of bring in like some of those popular elements that a lot of people use, but also keep it like, you know, our own thing. True, like, to, I don't who, think true to who we are. Yeah. Yeah. As yeah. Musicians. Well, there you go. See, that's that's the most important answer right there. Is it none of it really fucking matters on the only thing that matters is that you're doing what you actually want to do. It was there was something Honestly. I, I saw Randy Blythe from Lamb of God, the front man for Lamb of God. And he said, I don't really care. I don't give a shit if you like my music or not. I write it. I write it for me and I write it for these three other people. And th that's all I care about. Yeah. You know, I, I write it. I write music for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Other I, people happen to like it. And that's that's awesome. But that's yeah. that's that's my take on it and i know? think that's what like i think that's what makes this so fun is like you know all the stuff that we've written together so far and like you know i'm the newbie of the band but like i even just the influence that i've had so far like i i think that we've it's it's like elevated us a little bit to like all kind of be on the same page and start writing in a, in a newer way that like you know we all like and and it just makes it so much more fun to play together and like you know create stuff totally that that's the interesting thing when you have you know we've had lineup changes and like we're working with material from former members like some of the a lot of the lyrics actually are from former members and foundational members and stuff and you try to carry that with you you don't want to throw that away and like disrespect the stuff that they contributed but you do have to find a way to bring new emotions to it bring a a, a solid presence to it and I think really making music together with a, the right group of people ensures that that task is a success at, at any level, really. Sure. And that's like a really convenient segue. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Because the thing that I'm kind of noticing here with everybody hanging out, I don't know everybody all that well, but on a surface level, I would say we all seem like reasonably well-adjusted people that are doing fine. And we're playing aggressive music that sometimes can be angry and sometimes the song's got to have some attitude, yeah. some emotion, some passion. You know, it's not all fucking Beach Boys, right? Yeah. So lyrically, what is the kind of approach to this band in terms of subject matter and the things that we're trying to get off our chest? I'm wondering. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. So Don't fuck I, this up. I, think I actually, I think that's a that's actually a really good question. So, like, um, Kelly has Kelly writes from um, a, a really interesting standpoint. And I know that you pull from a lot of like personal experiences that you have. Mm -hmm. um, and honestly, like, so I'm I'm new to all of this. <laughs> um, so the things that I've been trying to do in terms of like lyrics and, and writing is, is pull from, from those experiences. Cause I think that's how you can relate to people really well. Um, and I know that for Kelly and I, it's like, it's pulling from a lot of like different places of emotion too. So I know like, um, was it, metanoia that you wrote like immediately after i'm, I'm so like, sorry because i know my boyfriend's gonna watch this <laughs> but i we got in this argument the one night and i was like i went to bed angry and i woke up at 2 30 in the morning and i literally mm -hmm. penned all the lyrics and i wrote the melody for our one song metanoia and now it's like honestly through writing the lyrics to it it like we're so over it it was it was a dumb fight and it was a misunderstanding but it at the moment it felt super real and i was like here's what i think this song should sound like and then we handed it to katie and she you know got a great melody going and i think you told me the one time you're like i really enjoyed performing that song mm -hmm. because it feels relatable to me mm -hmm. and i i guess if if we can impress that upon our listeners even better mm -hmm. but kind of going back to the randy blythe thing it's like it's great for us for mm -hmm. if other people find something in that that's that's awesome mm -hmm. definitely so you're in like this particular case being more of like a storyteller yeah versus like a uh what would what would the L opposite lyricist? of that be I don't, uh... not lyricist but like a like a um I don't know. I'm not smart enough to fucking do this. Why'd they even give me a podcast? <laughs> Who's they? This is my fucking show. What are we you talking about? This. I did this to myself. I, I, like, like a wordsmith, maybe? Sure. Like, yeah. well, like, like somebody that like, that tells somebody like from their own perspective, uh, a professionally, like a narr like narrative, narr narr like, like an, like autobiographical. Oh. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Again, Whatever, I'm well, not an I, English teacher. That's, that's also nice. <laughs> it, um, some of our songs that 
were written lyrically by members who are no longer in the band. They had a whole other like sci-fi kind of thing and like this very apocalyptic kind of feel. And I think that's really interesting. It oh. just it's just we kind of have left that where it was without trying to add our own flair into it. We just want to perform the songs. And then now with this group, we're trying to, I guess, get a little bit more autobiographical. But n- not every single one of us. Um, like there's not a writer in this band. I just happen to sometimes write lyrics. Zach wrote lyrics to actually our song that's our first single. I think Jason has some lyrics cooking. You have some lyrics cooking. So it's it's one of those things where it's not like all um, one size fits all. Sure. You know. Yeah, like from from a writing perspective, like that's something that I try to do is like I like I like when I listen to a song and I can relate to it because I understand the emotion behind it. And that when I write stuff like that's kind of the place that I write from is like I think about like experiences that I've had and like, let's be honest, like, you know, no matter like how great your life is or whatever, like everybody's had a point in life that it fucking sucked, you know? So like having like those experiences, I think helps fuel like the the ability to channel that emotion. And like I I like to create things that are like open enough that like you get the point. But also, too, you can kind of take your own meaning from it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is something that, like, helps resonate with people who listen to our stuff. Yeah, I think, too, like, with there, there's a song we're working on right now. And the way that I tried to structure it lyrically is that it is like a story where it has just kind of like the opening. It has the middle and then it resolves like at the end. And I I, I think that's like a good way to be able to relate to other people um be able to tell to tell this story and then at the end we want our audience to feel like satisfied and like what they heard right yeah mm-hmm. yeah i remember <laughs> i um i i put out a, a solo record um in 2015 and uh i had a review from the the pittsburgh city paper and uh <laughs> the quote that I ended up putting on the front of the album to be an asshole was, uh, they said it was painfully self-deprecating. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> oops. <laughs> and uh, I was like, okay. And But, you know, I thought that was funny and I leaned into it. But I felt like they had a point where it was like, okay, maybe like, you know, you you write a song from your perspective, but maybe sometimes it could be too much from your perspective. And I think that like if music is a conversation between you and the listener, you kind of have to navigate it in a way where it's like sometimes you don't tell everybody everything. Yeah, you kind of got to leave some things maybe open to interpretation or to like tell a story in a way that other people are going to be able to like relate to it in a way. And if it's so specific to your thing. Yeah. To a point that, like, like not only know. is it unrelatable, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, like, that could be a know. problem. It's like, wow, yeah. I'm like in your house right now, witnessing this <laughs> argument you no. just had. Instead yeah. of it was like, okay, I, I felt disappointed by what happened. I felt let down. I'm gonna spin that into something instead of yeah, like, oh yeah. my god, I'm the fly on your wall. I can hear this happening. I, I don't want to. That's like projecting it onto other people uh-huh. almost at that point. Yeah, and I think that like ultimately, like, it's really fun just to like try to put yourself, you know, to put get those feelings out there or maybe sometimes to try to put yourself in the shoes of another person and tell somebody else's story through your own lens yeah. or to just, like, make something silly up, like, you know, like well, some like, sci-fi no, fun adventure or no, whatever. I mean, look at, like, Blind Guardian or something. Oh, you know? yeah. I mean, like, Power Metal's notorious for that, like, I'm going to climb to the summit and wave my hair around listen, and have a sword. Like, it doesn't really, I don't know, I guess you could listen, extrapolate I think, I think, some uh, meaning from it. But. I think Tolkien is... uh Rolling oh. in his grave, wondering where his fucking royalties are from all these goddamn power metal mm-hmm. bands. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Big ups to Blind Guardian. Hansi Kirsch, great vocalist. I like that guy. Seems like a nice guy. I'm sure. I, I, I'm just not a not a power metal person. Just, Sorry. Are we, we going to become a Viking metal band now? Hell no. Oh my gosh. Rowing. I literally have a Viking helmet in my office right now. It's so done. We want to do it. Yeah. Like, I'm here. <laughs> I don't want to do it, though. No, please. Let's not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be people who are much better at that than yeah. Amon Amarth already did it, so I feel <laughs> yes. like that. I feel like that Viking ship has already sailed. Yes, <laughs> but it's. <laughs> I feel like there's always uh, there's always space to do more. Like anytime I feel like there's been like a some niche genre or niche uh, 
we'll just say genre um, has been like oversaturated. Somebody always finds a way to put like a fresh spin on it. And usually it's not even fresh. It's not reinventing the wheel. I think it's more or less just back to like a good song is a good song Mm -hmm. to me. And I feel like I don't care if it's, if I were to like tab it out and it's like, Oh, this is the most unoriginal thing in the world. It really doesn't matter. You know, a very wise man by the name of HJ Hines, the ketchup guy. He has a quote that I read on the back of a ketchup bottle when I was 14 at Eaton Park and it changed my life. It says, to do a common thing uncommonly well brings success. The man was right. Okay. Yeah. You know, I don't know if he was thinking that uh, that would relate to like spirit box or something like that, but it does. <laughs> or There's <laughs> nothing like organically all that special about spirit box other than the fact that they're really good songwriters. Yeah. yeah. I like spirit box. But it's not, there's nothing new there. But it's okay. You, yeah. can, you can argue with me if you want no, to. No, no, I'm not. I, <laughs> no, I, I'm like thinking about their music and like, yeah, I can't necessarily say that they're. But it doesn't have to be new. But it just you know, has nothing. To be, it just has, it has to be good. To be captivating. Yeah. It has to give you all of the elements that, like, when you listen to music, you love. Whether it's bass tone, guitar tone, lyrics, uh, vocal melodies, and stuff, it just has to deliver that. It factor. Yeah, that it factor for you. And, and you know, blend. That's kind of, I think, like, kind of what we're going for is, like, we want to evolve into that that kind of band where we bring those elements in and, like, meld it in a way that, like, it draws people who, like, different factors. Like, totally. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. some, of the, some of the modern production stuff and some of the, like, classic, you know, classic, like, hey, we just, like, made it raw and, like you know, that kind of, that kind of production value. So yeah, I, I think that like bands like that are good at finding those pieces Mm -hmm. and kind of melding them together. Sure. I mean, and there's a reason why that stuff like works is just because it's all done really, 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 it's simple, but again, it's just done really well. And Uh, I think that like, Music should be like digested in the moment. Like I hate like people do this with music. They do it with movies where it's like, oh, did you hear that new Gojira song? And uh, somebody would be like, oh, yeah, I heard that. But like it wasn't as good as the last record. And it's like, okay, why'd you have to say that? Did you like it? Like, oh, yeah, it's pretty good. Then just say that. Stop comparing everything that you digest to something else that happened. Like, like live in the moment and just appreciate like what you have there. Yeah, there's a there's a very unfortunate thing, I think, that happens in metal where like, you know, people like a certain thing and they Mm -hmm. just grab onto Mm -hmm. it. And anything that isn't exactly that, like (sighs) it's difficult to like. To embrace something new a little bit. Great, great example of this. Metallica. Yeah, 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 <laughs> that, yeah. Great example. My favorite band is Catatonia. They've oh. gone from in the '90s, literally. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, we've touched yeah. a nerve. <laughs> oh God, you're giving me the look. I love Catatonia, so it's killer. like you got like the doom, like funeral yeah. doom, like literally sounds like someone throwing up in a bucket in the '90s. To now, it's almost unrecognizable. Like pop infused sparkly progressive metal and imagine doomgans what what stop it what <laughs> <laughs> yes okay yes get- i got it now imagine yeah. doomgans and and there's something along that spectrum that anybody can find something they like about but you always have these people in like the catatonia forms of like i like when jonas sounded like he was screaming from a graveyard and i'm like i don't <laughs> i that's sorry that's just not the catatonia i like yeah. and it's like those guys you know they're now in their i think almost 50s they've managed to stay together keep writing music keep evolving like finding a style that works and to me if if you're a band and you can't do that like you know stagnation is death you you have to keep pushing and trying to find out what works for you, what delivers something to your fans. Yeah. And I also think that a band like, I don't know. I think you, a lot of those comments that come from people that may judge a band like Catatonia Mm -hmm. um, probably have not been trying to write and record and release music for four decades. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I think you just get 
your interests and things just change. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and like, what, what do you expect to happen? Yeah. You know, like you can be like, I, like, okay, I know, I don't know. I know that you don't give a fuck about Iron Maiden and maybe Correct. nobody else here does. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> but when you listen to like Iron Maiden, the music that they release now, it sounds like what you would expect like dudes in their 60s rocking to do. Yeah. Right. Good and then, him. and then you could have like on the flip a band like Judas Priest that puts out music that still sounds like really fresh and young, but I'm half convinced that it's all being written by like 30 year old mm -hmm. dudes that worship them in a studio anyways. Yeah. This stuff sounds sick. And Rob <laughs> Halford's a fucking monster. No, no hate towards yeah. Judas Priest, but I'm just saying it's a different thing. And like, uh, you know, again, just enjoy it in the moment, you know, like, I, I, the new Jews pre stuff they put out some new songs they all fucking rip I have fun listening to it I'm not going to worry about too much about how it was recorded in the studio or who wrote what who played what I don't give a fuck yeah. it's fun for that four minutes I'm having fun yeah. I'm not like gonna sit here and watch like uh okay Harry Potter just because I talked about that earlier and like complain about the CGI or something like that like if this Judas Priest song has CGI on it I don't give a shit it sounds fun I'm just driving in my car really fast listening to Rob Halford scream we're fine yeah <laughs> move on yeah I I also too think like like back to the Iron Maiden thing like uh, even if it's not your thing like I'm not I've never been like a huge Iron Maiden fan or anything like that I will never claim to be uh but I will say, like, me and a buddy went to uh, one of the shows, I think it was out in, like, Columbus or something, and we did the first to the rail thing. So, like, we were standing for four hours, not drinking, not pissing or anything like that. But I have to say it was worth it. Like, we, I, even though that's not necessarily what I would go for, like, freeing my mind of, like, a preconceived notion of, like, this isn't, this isn't my music, you know? Like, just going and, like, experiencing it and, like, feeling the seeing the musicianship and appreciating yeah. it. like it was a fucking incredible live show like i had a blast and to oh, see those guys yeah, like they still fucking go it's insane and like, hard and they do the thing that i kind of i respect this where it's like they know where their bread is buttered yep and like they'll play a live show they just play the old shit you're not going to play any of that new stuff. It's like, yep. we're going to write and record stuff because we're still friends. We still record in the studio. We have fun. We're writing these like weird 12 minute long dad rock songs. It's fine. Yeah. But if you're going to come see us live, we're going to give you all the 80 shit, oh, all the yeah. hits and the just hits. fucking go. We're yeah. riding our coattails off into the sunset. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. And that's exactly money, what you know? we got. Oh, and like that, like all of it with like the stage production and everything. It like, even to me is like somebody who's never like listened to them a lot. Like, it really sells it. You know what I mean? They're bringing, they're doing that and they're still, even though they're playing stuff that's that old, they're still bringing in new people, sure. you know, through that experience and a new generation. So like, I, I think that it's also like, okay to kind of like, you know, if you're good at what you do, like do it, you know? Totally. And like, I've said this before plenty of times where, you know, like I don't really have a preferred style of music that I prefer to listen to or prefer to see live. I just want to see people that are like good at what they do, having fun and putting on a good show. Yeah. There's plenty of bands I've seen live. Like I could not give a fuck less about the Dave Matthews band. Thank yeah. you. But they could fucking play. I'll watch yeah. that drummer fucking play drums for fucking five hours. I amazing. do not give a fuck. Yeah, like they're a really good live band, but I don't care about the music at all. But still, it's like respect. Yeah, like you know, you're doing like, the thing. Yeah, and, and you're doing it really good. Yeah, mm -hmm. like nobody can take that away from you. Snarky Puppy's another band like that. Mm. Love them. Great. Larnell Lewis could. I mean, you you know, like whenever they they played Lingus, that he literally learned that song yeah. on the plane there. Like, yes, dude. What the fuck? Uh, thank you, scientists is another one. <sighs> yes. Mm so bizarre yes. and i like i wouldn't even claim to be a fan but i watched i saw them like i think at jurgles and like fantastic at what they do like mm -hmm. they i sat there and watched them thoroughly entertained mm -hmm. just because they're all such great musicians and stuff so oh yeah ween's another one too oh <laughs> god yeah Ween. yeah i had a Ween's little good. Ween's yeah so good uh, uh, on uh, on the in the realm of uh, um the in the polyrhythm pockets, what? if you will. Um, <laughs> there's a band that uh, the some people pockets. listen to called Periphery. 
Oh, oh my gosh. Fuck, here we go. <clears throat> right. They're pretty popular. People like that band. But um, I saw them at Stage AE and they had Car Bomb on tour with them. Which Wait, we I, talked about Car Bomb on the last time. I, I fucking podcast, I fucking yeah. love Car Bomb, mm-hmm. but it was so funny because like they're both you know weird polyrhythm bands. Yeah, but you know Periphery's a little bit more like polished and kind of clean, mm-hmm. kind of you know the yeah. the attitude's been scrubbed down with the Brillo pad. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and Car Bomb is very much just like you know like you know picking up a grenade yeah um and like i remember like just watching people watch them play during like you know all the periphery people that aren't like super deep in that world and just being like what the fuck is happening yeah but it's just like you have it's like how can you like like a band like periphery and not appreciate the musicianship of a band like car bomb i don't understand how people surface level just listen to periphery but like they've been, they've managed to blow up. But that's the same thing that I've always been baffled about with like Tool. Like yeah. I have a buddy that I went to high school with, Eric. The only fucking band that he ever listened to was Tool. Of all fucking bands, that's a weird fucking band to be like, oh, this is their, the band that I like. Fans are yeah. so the only band. The only band. See, I I like, like Tool. I like Tool too. I have every Tool record on vinyl. I like Tool. But like that's a weird band to be like that's the band that I like. That's it's the cool. one that did it. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 and cool. to be it's like a oh culty. like but yeah. then you know I've been like oh like you know throughout the years like oh hey like you like this like you checked out like Tesseract or like Periphery you know no, what I mean these no, are all no. kind of tool that's tool it. adjacent <laughs> things no <laughs> just tool okay <laughs> yeah I can't like liking all of those bands I can't imagine listening to Tool and then not liking things like Periphery or like Tesseract or um leprous or things mm-hmm. like that yeah, see, like, tool tool for me was like the gateway to all that stuff yeah like growing up it was you know oh that's that's mental yeah and then right. your friends like check this out i'm like dude this is crazy you know on, my, my thing with tool is i like that they bring super obscure people with them on tour oh, like yeah. the most off the wall shit you can find oh yeah like the i think the guy that they went on this the last recent tour was was a one man band? Oh, it was steel steel, steel beans, beans or whatever yeah. the guy who got famous on Instagram yeah. for like, like singing, like drumming, sings, and playing guitar, drums and plays the guitar all at the same time. Yeah, with like no shirt on, dude. Yeah. It's crazy. It's it's weird stuff. Like, I'm sure it's highly entertaining, but we to, won't be doing that anytime soon. Sorry. Uh, on the kind of bringing the the conversation back around just a bit on the topic of um writing songs that you that you want to do doing the thing that you want to do um tool is an interesting uh example of this because it's really hard for me to tell if anybody actually wants to do this or not in that band i feel like they have a hard time getting along with each other in terms of what the songs are going to be and i feel like musically over the years uh the songs have just gotten more and more selfish and i feel like it's for them to a point that like they've kind of lost me. The same thing also happened with Bjork. That's kind of a weird thing where it's like <laughs> you're so much like you're putting so much of yourself into this. Like the last two albums, great. The vocal performance is the best as he ever fucking sound in his goddamn life. Yeah. But it's like musically, it's just like I wish that like there would be actually more for the listener in there. But maybe I'm just engaging with it in a way that isn't meant to be. Like I feel like they've kind of lost like the hook in in a lot of their music. But maybe. For That's tool, you mean? For tool, yeah. Yeah, I, I also think like it's, that, it's like, kind of like it's all about like the mantra and getting lost in like the groove, and it's very more like meditative, which I, is cool. Yeah, I think that's kind of the thing. I, I read an article, I think it was Revolver magazine or something, put out where Justin Chancellor was saying that they're they're not they're not beholden to anybody. They're they're not signed to a record label. Their their last album was was self produced, and they just write they write material. They Adam Jones brings a song, Justin brings a song, Maynard brings a song, Danny brings a song, and they have this process of weeding out music. And if they all like it, they all they they put it on a, a short list to get produced. But it, I, I think they they write it for themselves. They write it for the whole mantra. What it took them like eleven or thirteen years say, to yeah, get Fear yeah, Inoculum yeah, out. I mean, thirteen years also like, might have something like, to do with tool them, fans like, on Suicide it. Watch until that came out. They're like, I need another. But like 10,000 like, Days was fantastic. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I really hope Fear Inoculum is good because 10,000 Days was awesome. 10,000 Days is my favorite Tool album by far, for sure. I think that the the vocal performances on Fear 
really helped save that record for me. If it wasn't for that, I don't know if I would have given a shit. It was really good. And then I I saw him on that tour and it was, it was just as good. Yeah. So, Hmm. you know, it's funny like how much, um, you know, you could put all of this work into writing a composition, a musical piece of art and how much of it really hinges if you're going to put vocals on it the performance of that vocalist can really make or break your band <laughs> Katie <laughs> not to put any pressure on you so you know um you know as a vocalist um when you are uh either getting like lyrics for a song or getting ready to maybe like write your own stuff, you know, what is some of the like approaches that you try to take or what do you try to prioritize when you're like starting to think about like, what are the vocals on this song going to feel like? What are they going to sound like? All that sort of stuff. What's your, what's your brain for thoughts? me? So it's especially like, okay, so I, I'm, I'm hit with lyrics, even if it's not something that, that I wrote. It is all about the way that it feels. It's about the way that I interpret it. It's about the emotions that come when I'm like reading through the lyrics. Um, and I try to make sure that that coordinates nicely with the 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 music underneath that. Um, so that's that's just the approach that I've been I've been taking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the voice is another instrument. They yeah. say. But I think one of the very telltale signs of a band, in my experience, that you could tell they're very inexperienced or not good at communicating with each other is when you have a band that rips and then the vocalist is maybe not necessarily a bad vocalist, but you could just tell that it's like oil and water. Like it's Mm, not working together. Like Mm -hmm. there's like they're going way too much. Like there's like, there hasn't been like enough input from everybody about like what the vocals of this should be. I know some bands are just like, Oh, we just let him do whatever. We're not involved in this at all. Yeah. And that's like kind of, kind of crazy to me. Yeah. That's not, I think if anything, like we've kind of gone the opposite direction since I've joined, like I've, Katie and I have like worked a a bit like to Mm -hmm. like either like revamp stuff that we've already like have written Mm -hmm. or like try to come up with new ideas. And I think that like, that that communication like between all parts because like like you said the voice is an instrument so it fits into the pocket of the song just like a bass or a guitar or or drums um like us being able to communicate and speak that language to each other like is super helpful and like creating something that's better than 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 it might have been like if we just wrote it by ourselves yeah and on the flip of that you also have an issue sometimes too, whereas songwriters, particularly in the heavy metal subgenre, <laughs> sometimes it's easy to get kind of um, over overzealous with the the parts that we want to put into a song, and maybe remembering to leave space for a vocalist. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. can be an issue. I I I was actually like just thinking about this this morning. One of the like, because we've been having the conversations about like what, where we want to go and like how to like to write certain ty- styles of music. One of the things that I think is like probably the hardest thing for a musician to do, especially from a drum, guitar, bass standpoint, is to not play. Yep. To leave space. space, to leave a rest in a song. Yeah. Like, it's one of the hardest things to do because you feel like you have to be doing something. And if you're not, you're not contributing to the song or it sounds like dead air. But sometimes just having those moments in a song where, like, the vocals stand on the, on their own or, like, the drums stand on their own or the drums and the bass or, like, a guitar part. Like, having those moments where, like, that piece kind of shines through is, like... It, it's 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 just as impactful as having the whole band doing things all at once. You know? Yeah, it's funny. It's like whenever the more stuff that you try to put in, it's like less out of focus the whole picture becomes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I the first time that I like really dealt with this was like so maybe like ten. Oh my god, wait, this 
way, I was going to say 10 years ago, but it's, we're in 2024, baby. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so it would have been like 2009, 10. Um, I played in a band called What's Left of Her. And I was the vocalist in that band. And it was like really cool. Like, like we played with Periphery and stuff like that. So like the, we were doing that kind of shit. But this was like way back in the day before, like, you know, we played like fire halls and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but that band, it got to a point where they were continuing to write new music. And it was like, there was less and less that I could do. Right. Mm. That I was like, I don't even like, what the fuck am I supposed to do yep. with any of this stuff? And then it got to a point where like I left the band and then they got another vocalist that was like a little bit more diverse that could do like all kinds of cleans and stuff. And even that was too crazy. And then they just ended up like changing their name to save us from the Archon and we're oh, an instrumental band. Oh, and now they're, yeah. Well, and, and I don't even think they're a band anymore. They're not a band anymore. They were really but, great yeah. when they were around. But uh, so yeah, so they just kind of decided to go that instrumental route because for them it was all yeah. about we need to all be playing all the time but there yes. just isn't space for vocalists in it they're crazy guitar players yes. yeah so like it makes sense but it was just like for me at the time it's like what the fuck do you want me to do this yeah. stuff sounds sick but like there's no space for anything yeah i think that too like that's kind of part of the reason why periphery has Ooh. been able to do what they're doing because they are just walking that fine line that like allows them to like leave just enough space for like Spencer to do his thing, but still keep things intricate. Like you could take probably any of their songs and just have it be a bulb song and like, you know, that's sure that's it. But like they're they're aware enough to like pull back. And like leave just enough space for Spencer to do well, his. Yeah. At, at his that thing. point, it's a composition thing too. Like yeah. I, I know you're an artist. You, you do graphics and stuff, and so do I. And one of the philosophies that's always served me really well that I read in this, uh, I think his name's Scott McCloud. He's like he's a he's a well known comic book illustrator, but he has a book on like the theory of making comics. And you might wonder how does that relate to this but he always emphasizes like if you're doing a batman comic and every single panel is batman punching the joker in the face it doesn't have the impact anymore so he kind of talks about the philosophy of like the flow and like leading your reader to the part where the impact is actually important yeah. i think you can apply the same thing to music totally. you know if you yeah. uh like like this new song we're almost done working on and it's going to be our next release jason kind of wrote a lot of these parts where it's like you have this intro and you have an outro and you have this kind of nice bookend and we got our verse chorus verse chorus pattern in the middle and we're like but do, does it need more like no i do you throw more in there like do you just throw in a bridge because you feel like a bridge? i don't know i mean maybe it'll develop more over time but i think if you are just cramming so much into a song because you're like we got to do more you don't have to do more. You might just have to do another song. Like yeah. your, your ideas can live in another place. You don't have to throw it all in one. It's really easy to like uh, metaphorically overwork the dough mm -hmm. in a way. Yep. And uh, I find that sometimes like the most important thing for me and the word that I probably say the most at like band practice is dynamics. Yeah. The song needs more dynamics. Like it's okay if like, you're doing some like dumb meathead dimebag Daryl riff for a second because it fucking grooves. Yeah. And I'm going to be barking like a rabid dog. And then you could go back to your little whittly diddly stuff and I'll step back. Yeah. And yeah. now we have dynamics. There's different things. It's not like going at fucking 10 all the time. Like yeah. when I was in high school, I went through this like phase of listening to like a ton of like tech death. And I still like a lot of that stuff, but like it's very like punishing and a lot of it has a lack of dynamics where it's just like i get creatively indistinguishable again I, like I, all I, this stuff sounds the same I, I had this conversation with a fan at the merch table last night funny enough he was the guy wearing the spirit box shirt and we oh, were all yeah. like hey I like your spirit box shirt he's like i've had a dollar for every time someone told me that today but he was really <laughs> nice and and i happened to be wearing a fallujah shirt yesterday during our set so we were talking about our shirts and he's like oh he's like i've heard of fallujah and i haven't really listen to them. He's like, describe them to me. And I was like, dude, if you like Tech Death, I like Tech Death too, but at a certain point, I just can't take another band where it sounds like 220 BPM, double kicks, machine gun, screaming. Like, it becomes exhausting to your ear. And I said, to me, Fallujah is the, the one technical death metal band that has enough 
space and enough fluidity on top of the the punishing heaviness that yeah. it's it stands out as unique, distinguishable, pleasant to the ear, and it's why I always go back to it. And he's like, oh, thanks, I'll have to check that out because as much as I love Shadow of Intent, Lorna Shore, Die Art is Murder, Carnifex, all those bands, they they're they're so far into that little you know pigeonhole at a certain point it's like you're damned if you do damned if you don't sure. you keep doing the thing really really well or you're like oh you guys changed you got well, soft mean, you sold out it's like well, whatever i think for some people like and this isn't there's no right or wrong way to listen to music or to like art but for some people they just maybe aren't looking for dynamics yeah. You know, like some people will take a really nice plate of food and cover it in sriracha. Yeah. <laughs> Nacho cheese. So that's fine. Or ketchup. There's no wrong or right way. Yeah, sure. Ketchup. That's fine. There's no wrong or right way to eat mac and cheese, we'll say. Right. If you want to put ketchup on your mac and cheese, go for it. There's as a long wrong as, way to eat steak, as, though. As long as you enjoy it. I will stand on that. <laughs> I will die on that hill. Listen, there's a wrong way to eat steak and there's a wrong way to drink whiskey. Don't put ice in it. Cowards. Uh, I'll be leaving. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, I was just bringing up the whiskey thing. Um, but I think that not everybody is looking for dynamics in music. I think some people just want that punishing thing because, yeah. like, what they like about it is that intensity. And yeah. if they get anything outside of that, it's, it's like, not their, it's yeah. not their this flavor. Song, this song it's not is their blue. I only like blue there songs. You go. Yeah. There you go. Um, yes. And, like, in terms of song structures, I always say that I feel a good song structure should be like a roller coaster. You just said what that last night. Say? You said that literally say? yesterday. Yeah, we were yeah. talking about that latest song that we're working on and like that's kind of how I structured it is like it like not every like this song is like an out and back. It's not like loops. It's not like this crazy experience. It just takes you fast, brings you up and brings you down. And like Sometimes that's good. That's sometimes that's all you need. If it has the right feel, like that's that's it. That's all you need. Like yep. sometimes yeah. it doesn't have to go in these crazy fucking mm -hmm. loops that are like totally. you know just take you uh, you know halfway across the country and back. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> like yeah, and it resolves that the song the song you're referring to like it it resolves like I was talking about earlier with like lyrics. I like the storytelling where it, it's it's able to resolve. And this this song does that musically too. Like instrumentally, yeah. I should say. Like where we we come back to the station like at the mm -hmm. very end. And it's really nice. Yeah. I, it's like that's just my preferred method, I think, for like listening to and creating music. You know, yeah. I mean, I went through a BT BAM phase like any other good, respectable music fan but they mm -hmm. lost me at some point because i started to feel like okay like i'm not, i don't feel like i'm coming back what, around you, to anything you don't want a country hoedown in the middle of your 13 minute prog metal song well Fine. i mean what are you trying to say i mean you know i i i, I had my mr bungle phase <laughs> oh, when no. i was in high oh, school no. and i don't need to i don't need it again but again you know respect to all those dudes you know what i mean like cool guys good band but it's just again that's just not for me but a lot of people like that stuff yeah. So it's just like finding like, again, that's why I think like the most important thing as an artist is like, what do we want to do? Yeah. Let's do yeah. that really good. And then the rest is the rest of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just, it rubs me the wrong way sometimes well, when you could see a band doing things and I feel, I get a feeling where it's like, I don't even know if you, you want to be doing this. <laughs> and, and let's be So why are we doing this? Yeah, let's be realistic. We're all basically in our 30s, just about 40s, whatever, you know, Zach has... Hey, easy with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, pump the brakes. Pump Listen, the brakes. Yeah, I'm turning Zach, 39 this year, okay? So uh, yeah, I mean, we're Zach, close. Zach all right. has a baby now. I want to have a baby in the future. Like it, we do this for fun. We do this outside of our full time jobs. We all like each other. We enjoy our practice session. It's like sometimes they're more productive than others, and sometimes they're not. But at the end of the day, like we're not trying to, and we're not trying to be Metallica. I mean, we just want to, you know, at least to me, like this is kind of a fulfillment in typical fashion. I'm always a late bloomer with everything this is a fulfillment of something I've wanted to do for a long time. Yeah, I see Katie nodding yeah, her head very, 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 very much. Too. Yeah, we all have kind of like found our tribe and it's like, we're going to do what we can do. 
while keeping this fun, while keeping it, you know, challenging. We want to push each other, but yeah. there is not enough time in any of our lives for us to be like, hey, um, do you think we could become like an avant-garde technical grindcore band? Um, that sounds like it would sell a lot of tickets. Yeah, Let's do I'm, that. No, I'm like we just want to do what we want to do. I'm never gonna write periphery shit. Like there's just no I couldn't even play it if I wanted to. Um not with that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> But have you seen the spaces? <laughs> I, I like, say you I like, play like the periphery bass. I, yeah, funny periphery. enough, I literally play nolly basses. But like, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just like, you know, I, that's not that's not us. That's not us. That's not what we have fun with. And like that's I like I said before, like that's kind of the, the whole point of this thing is like we all have fun together and like creating stuff that like that not only like pleases us, you know, but also like. So I'll use this example from last night. Like I'm looking out in the crowd as we're playing our like final song, sell it. Uh, and there's a, there's like a mosh pit going on and like seeing people genuinely resonate with like what we're doing, regardless of how complex or non-complex it is. Like that's what, I, that's, that's like, the biggest victory. Yeah, yeah. The two that's reasons the are for victory. us to have fun yep. together and watch other people enjoy what we're doing. Our energy on stage and those yeah. people out there absolutely murdering each other. Yeah, like if that happens, it like was, we've succeeded. I don't really care like anything other than those two things. We had a blast doing it and so did everybody else. And like to me, that's a W I'll take any day. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Um, you know, like, yeah, I think that it's really important to focus on Again, just being in the moment, whether, yeah. you know, you're listening to a song or eating steak with ketchup on it or <laughs> playing a show, uh, just be in that moment and like appreciate what you have in that moment instead of trying to like compare it to every other thing or nitpick every little detail of things like being an artist. It really isn't that serious. Yeah, yeah. it really isn't. Yeah. And but it's so easy to like put that on yourself yeah. when like you know if you're on your fucking ding dong phone all the time and like you see other people doing things and like killing it and stuff it's like just be happy for them mm. and like try yeah. to get get envy out the door yeah. you know yeah. let it you can let it like things inspire you a bit to do more like oh it's cool they're doing that you know let's try to maybe get some more shows or try to do like a cool uh music video or something but yeah. like you gotta just keep it light there's no shortage of people in the Pittsburgh music scene doing incredible things, too. So I think for all of us, finally getting to this point where, like I think, Zach, you had said last year, we we had the goal last year to play one show. We played 10 shows. So to, to kind of put that foot on the gas, so to speak, that that alone is just like, OK, we're kind of getting sick of our set list at this point. Like we need to start writing more instead of playing more. But to be able to kind of each step of the way be like, okay, this is progress. This is, you know, we did this better than we did last time. Yep. And then you start to build your confidence. And then, you know, you get booked on bigger and bigger shows. And it it just all starts to swirl into this thing where, you know, you're like, wow, we're actually doing the damn thing. This is really cool. Yeah. And, th and then when you have kind of that bank of like positive feedback and confidence, I think you know, the best kind of love you can receive is dependent on how much you give. To me, it's been a lot easier to appreciate what other people are doing now that we're kind of doing it there, too. Like, yeah. we, you know, we've made friends with some other bands. We're going on their bills. We're starting to see the same people and, and be happy for the people who are like in the position we were in last year. Like, oh, my God, I don't know how we're, we're ever going to play our first show. And then you see them do it and then you see them do it again. And it's just like it, it gives you you know, it gives you confidence. A great, it's a great thing to see yeah. and be a part of. Hell yeah. And, you know, now you're out there, you got people coming to shows, you got the moshing, breaking ribs, passing on purses. <laughs> <laughs> All sorts of really great things are happening for the band. Whoever's in our pit next yeah. time, I'm coming for you. Watch out. I gotta get rid of this shit. Thank God it wasn't some. My game. knees can't take this no. anymore. Jason, or you, my ribs. you missed your opportunity at the Hard Rock. Could have been like some 50 year old lady eating oh, her uh, club sandwich. Right and, I gotta put it on. No, <laughs> no, no. It, it, it has to be somebody young. I can't put it on anybody. Okay. That's older because no one who's old enough to have an AARP membership. Yeah, that, somebody who can recover from that for that, so, that poor father and son but, combo that was sitting right by the stage. Oh, <laughs> oh man, this is my question. Yes, if we, if 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 the host dies, does the curse die with the host? Oh, so are you doing the world a better favor by giving it to the elderly? 
Oh my god! Where'd it you... depends because if we're playing by if we're playing by it follows rules, no, because then it just goes back to the other oh, person. Uh, yeah, where so, did where did this happen? Yeah, what's that? What what venue did this happen at? That was at. Oh, so we can't the play Mil- that. So is, is it like a haunted mansion? Thing, like, where like the whole house is haunted. Yeah, like it was the, the Millville Community Center. Oh, that's right where now. you guys play every year. Oh, great. Yeah. That's probably where we're going to play if so we get on Millville this year. You want somebody so to maybe break I have to go back, back there yeah. and do it there. Is this our so sign? Stays. So we're going to get on Millville this year? Yeah, because that's always the metal stage, right? So, I mean, we're kind of metal. So maybe the curse will be broken in 2024. The wheel of metal says we're metal. Yeah, I just hope it doesn't mean that I have to break a rib again because I'm really not here for that. <laughs> not a, just not throw now. me on a stack of folding chairs. I wasn't here for it then, and I'm not here for it now. <laughs> well, um, before we wrap up today's conversation, this train is rounding the station. Believe it or not, we've been talking for an hour, wow, ladies oh and gentlemen. Jeez. Okay, this ride is done. <laughs> this choo-choo has finished. It was it was a bit of a longer ride, but not too long. It's like the beast at King's Island. It's my favorite wooden roller coaster in the world. I drove past it today on my way back from Kentucky. <laughs> Jealous. Son of beast. This has no, yeah, R.I.P. R.I.P. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, enough me ramping, ramp, blah, 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 blah. I don't have the sound effect button anymore else. I would have hit the booze. Yeah, but I was talking about the booze. I've never talked out loud to people before, so I apologize. I'm stumbling <laughs> over my words. But, um... Tell me what the band has coming up in the next few months leading up to potentially Millville Music Fest in May, See? where, you know, the curse will be lifted, alleviated, lift, lifted and passed on to someone else. We can use that as promotional material for Millville Music Fest. Yeah. Yes. Come get cursed. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, tempt, tempt, tempt fate. Hashtag get wrecked. <laughs> yeah. Get wrecked. Tempt fate. Um, battle the beast. Break a rib. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Masha Demon. Anyways, what the fuck am I talking about? What's the band doing? We, Who wants to take this yeah, one? Sure. So we our our next show um is March 22nd. Is that a Friday? I think it's, it's, a, Friday. Friday. it's a Friday. It is at Mr. Small's Fun House, and we're playing with our very dear friends and guides. Um, they are headlining. Um, so that that's that's what we have coming up next. Cool. And yeah. as far as like you know, um, you had mentioned before that you were working on a song that's going to uh-huh. be like an yep. extra release. Yeah. Is that just very like loosey goosey, no real deadline you want on me that? To take that one? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah. we're working on a song. It's called Grayscale. Um, we're hoping to have that released here probably before the for before the guide show. Wow. Um, that sounds like a, a professional timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the one doing it. Yeah. In this. Well, so tight. like so like a little bit about like the production side of things. Sorry, I don't mean to like make us go over or anything, but like, hey, it's a podcast. Go talk about things that are irrelevant. But like no, so, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we we released our first single last year called Rust. And this was like I went from like I was the one that like recorded it, produced it, and all that stuff. And like that was my first effort ever doing anything like that. And I went from like in seven months, I went from never having like really fucking touched a DAW before to like releasing that. Hell yeah. And like back to like what we were talking about earlier, like as far as like bangles and like stuff that we get out of the band, like to me, that's been something that's been super satisfying is to learn how to do that process and like always building, always trying to make things better. And this latest like, project that we're working on with grayscale is just like it's like instrumentally it's better Mm -hmm. like like quality wise it's better i i just feel like every every one of these things that we do we're continually growing on it so um but yeah like also because it took a little bit longer to do last time because i didn't have as much knowledge now i'm like trying to set those kind of like deadlines for myself so i'm like okay we gotta get this piece done and so we can move it into like mixing mastering and all that stuff so yeah it, it, it's 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 difficult whenever you want to keep things like fun and light and loose and they still are but you still need to like 
deadlines yeah. and schedules and like god forbid responsibilities are still going to creep into like our fun little yeah hobbies yeah. here yeah if we want things to actually happen exactly Correct. yeah so like uh, that's we actually have a vocal session scheduled for uh friday this week so we'll be doing that and uh trying to get that one wrapped up here probably i would say probably somewhere around march time um for release so yeah mm -hmm. before the guide show we'll probably have it out and then we'll be debuting it there hell yeah, yeah. that rules mm -hmm. so where can people find you all on the internet i don't who wants to take this one who's the social uh, media expert i don't know we're kind of all yeah, the kinda social all Demo democratically social yeah. Media. yeah yeah we're on tiktok we're on instagram facebook, facebook. Uh, you can find all of our stuff. Uh, well, all of our stuff, our one song, the one yes. song, <laughs> uh, on all of this, uh, on all of the streaming platforms. Um, you know, that's yeah, YouTube, Facebook, or YouTube, Amazon Music, Spotify, uh, Spotify, Apple. Apple Music, all that. Deezer, Deezer, Deezer. <laughs> Deezer. It, is actually, it is actually on Deezer. Yeah, yeah. that's one of them. So yeah, this is. Uh, this, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you all a, a, a cheat code. Um, I've actually I've given this out a lot, so. It's not special or anything, but it's just something that I like to do at shows. Mm -hmm. If you're ever curious how many musicians are in the crowd, just say like, hey, we got a new song out. It's available on Deezer. <laughs> and whoever I'm, I'm laughs, you know it. they're in a band. <laughs> I'm doing that. They're our next show. It's happening. Yes. <laughs> It's a, it's a good way to tell who's in bands. You can find us if on title. Yeah, if, if it's crickets, you're like, oh wow, there's actually people here. Yeah. <laughs> Just musicians uh, aren't people. Musicians aren't people. <laughs> well, uh, thank you all for coming on the show today. Yes, that's gonna wrap up our program. Um, we'll just cut to me real quick, but also. Uh, that's the wrong camera. This is my first time recording a podcast. Um, I'll be back again next week with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. Blah, 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 blah. Start the beat. My name is Brian. You know, you already know where to find the show because you're watching it. So uh, until next time, take care of yourselves. Take care of the people around you and peace out. That was it. We did a podcast. Woo! Great. Thanks. Oh, my gosh. There it is. Hi. Okay. <laughs>